do it. I wonder if we remember how to do this. Yeah, I don't know. Here are the buttons that, okay, so we've got, what do we, do we want to come in with a rock intro? Yeah, I think we should. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, we're back. The rock intro is still here. Terran Tacos with Christy and Michael. All right. Enough of rock intro. So much for the rock intro. So much for rock intro. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? We keep saying we're back. We're back. Yeah. But then frickin' life. life. Yeah. Um, Because may we remind you, no one pays us. Don't get paid, y'all. Don't get paid. We do it because we love you. Yes. Mm -hmm. But if you want to send us a million dollars, or Christy had an idea, if one million people sent us one dollar, Man, we'd be set. Yeah, if one million people sent us one dollar, <laughs> we'd be great. We could sit here and talk every day for yeah, you. Yeah, we just multiple episodes a week. Yeah, this very special episode of Terran Tacos is dedicated to Mariam Bay. Yeah, Mariam, sorry, it's been so long. Mm-hmm. I've I've received texts, mm-hmm. uh, really from Greg, demanding that we do this. Yeah, so Mariam will stop pacing around the house yelling about it. Um, so here we are. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, yay, work is coming back. And then, oh, work is coming exactly. back. Exactly. Um, yeah, because, you know, I mean, we could regular. We, I mean, basically, last year it was like, we get together every day yeah. on, on this Monday or whatever. But no, we both are, are, are busy, which is good. Yeah. But also terrible. Yes, it is both of those things. Uh, it is, it's... Yeah, you know, I mean, you want to have work. Obviously, uh, theater is a thing again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for a very long time. Nope. And you're doing, you've been doing theater a lot lately. A lot. Um, and I have been writing for for other podcasts um, that I do get paid for. That you do get paid for. You <laughs> yeah. should plug them here. You and, plug uh, them? today I had to go do a fitting to play a fake dad adopting a teen. Were you trepidatious about adopting the I, teen? I, yes. As the, as the role called for Christy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got to meet my fake family today. Wow. Uh, that, that was fun. And, uh, yeah, we're shooting Thursday and Friday and, but it was nice. It's nice. I mean, there hasn't yeah. been a lot of commercial work either and it's, yeah, it's the, you know, the proverbial double-edged sword, right? Like, yeah. yes, I need work and I want work. And then at the same time, like, oh, but I don't want to have to go do things other than I know. watch and talk about horror movies. The play I'm doing right now, I, I have so many lines. I have so many, li- like, so many lines, yeah. Michael. and too, too many lines, Christy? I have too many lines. <laughs> I have too many lines. You ever think about... This is so, and I see this because you know I teach. You do too. We, yeah. we teach young. We teach young actors. Young actors. And you know, when you're young, there's still somewhat of that obsession of how, how big is my part? How yeah. many lines do I have? And I was like, oh, someday you will all get to a point where you're like, I want to be the person who has one great monologue and then doesn't do anything. And then doesn't come back. Yeah. I want to be the person who has one great scene at the end of act 1. Uh-huh. With just a few lines. Yeah. And then goes away. And then just gets to take that curtain call mm-hmm. and read in their dressing room. Yep. Yeah. It's the, it's the best and it's hard. I mean, I get it cuz when I was young, I'm sure I would not have wanted that either, but now I'm like it's yeah. all I want. There's a reason Mercutio is uh <laughs> the role you want right. to play in Romeo exactly. and Juliet. Everyone remembers. Wow. Everyone remembers, but 
Man, that dude got to uh, take the entire act two off. That was real right. nice for him. Um, so we're back. We we had ideas, and then we were like, you know what? It's been, I honestly don't know how long it's been. I don't know. It's been a while. Feels and like a year. Yeah, I was trying to remember what movies I saw since the last time we met. Yeah, and so we were like, well, let's recap some of the stuff we've been watching, maybe some things we liked, some things we yeah. revisited and thought about differently. Yeah. Um, so first of all, we should talk about Fear Street. Absolutely. We should talk about the Fear Street trilogy. And maybe like at some point we'll do like a really in-depth Fear Street yeah. trilogy uh, breakdown. breakdown. But it's three movies. It's a lot. It is a lot. Um, for those of you who don't know, which seems weird at this yeah. point, Netflix, man, they went bold. They went super bold. And released three horror movies based roughly based, roughly based on, on RL, the R.L. Stein. Yeah, Fear Street books. And it was three Fridays in a row. Mm -hmm. And I fucking loved yeah, it. Yeah, it was so great. It was so great. Someone, one of my friends, another friend of mine texted me and said, you need to be, you need to go watch Fear Street 84. It's 84. 78. Right? Se no, 94, no. 78. Yeah, but 84 is the, f 94. 94. 94. Yeah, yeah, you need to go watch Fear Street 94. And I was like, uh, and then I put it on and immediately. Yeah. Like immediately just, oh my God. Yeah. I know I'm watching something special and I had no idea what they were going to do. I had no idea that about it was the, 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 the three, the trilogy. No. Yeah. So that was a nice surprise. So it's great. It's, it was three Fridays in a row. We made it like a, th I mean, as goofy as this might sound like it became a thing in mm -hmm. my house. Like. It, we have a little we have a little board on our fridge because we're old. Uh -huh. Like these are things we have to do this week, Christy. Right. Um, and sure. and for three Fridays it was just like Fear, Fear Street, Street ninety four, Fear Street seventy eight, Fear Street sixteen sixty six, and uh, one Ian Ferguson came over to watch. Um, it was great, and yeah. So it starts with nineteen ninety four. Then it's 78 and then sixteen sixty six. I loved that. I loved yeah. how they did that. And I, each I, one kind of emulates the, the horror of the time. Yeah. So like 94 is really very much scream. It is scream. It's totally yeah. scream. Um, Ethan Hawks. And I mean, like that's yeah, the, the first perfect. death. It's so great. Is Ethan Hawke and, and um, Uma Thurman, Uma Thurman's daughter. Yeah. Maya Hawke. Maya Hawke. It does the, the, she's like the Drew Barrymore. The Drew Barrymore. Why am I forgetting everybody? Yeah. Um, and it's really fantastic. Yeah. And, and so much so, and, and he did the score for all three, but I mean, the guy who composed the score is the guy who composed the score for Scream. Oh, like, well, there you go. Um, and it had, it's not just Scream. Like it's also one of my favorite things, which we have talked about is it combines a slasher and a supernatural film. Right. All three do, uh -huh. which I love. But then 78 is very much like summer camp slasher. Uh-huh. And then 1666 is witches is witches is and it's so great the way they connect yeah all three timelines to each other all taking place in the same town mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. kind of all the same people people sort of interwoven yeah and, and city and family histories and I, I just I just loved it mm -hmm. um and it is. Uh, it was. It's written. The woman who co-wrote and then she directed it. She's also 
uh, not that this should define her, but she is married to one of the Duffer brothers who created uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. I mean, that it's important because you're like, oh, well, naturally. Yeah, and, and yeah, Maya yeah. Hawk and then the lead in 78, those are both Stranger Things actors. Also, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this couple... They they understand how to do nostalgia right. They man. do, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's astounding because you know I started watching Fear Street '94, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean there was, I knew it wasn't, but there was a a point there where I was looking at it going, this is really on the nose in a smart way. Yeah, like it's not what somebody who never lived through the 90s thinks the 90s yeah. looks like which is a lot of what people do to the 80s right right especially today with all the like everyone's wearing neon right, and all that not true um and and this was the soundtrack is incredible uh for 94 and for 78 so for 94 and i think it's it just is like even a little one notch up like Aspen and me watched it. Aspen and I watched it. That's our senior year of high school. Yeah. So, I mean, this was yeah. us. Yeah. You and, know? And, uh, part of mall culture, but mall culture is in its in its last In its last throws, throws, yeah. Yeah, of life, uh-huh. which also plays into the theme of the whole trilogy, yeah. you know? This town that's dying. This town that's dying. Um, and then 78 is a great riff on, you know, Friday the 13th and the summer camp. I do want to say this for anyone who, one, go watch all three. Yeah. Like, you have to watch all three. They're so good. And 94 has a lot of heavy lifting to do. Yeah. Because it's its own movie, but it is also setting up, like, this sort of vast mythology uh-huh. um it is gory as fuck the gore is really good yeah it's fantastic but like be warned yeah it's not which is like a clear break from rl stein right, right? um and i did you read rl stein i didn't my I, kids did yeah i didn't either and and aspen and i talked about it and like our uh my little sister-in-law who's obviously her little sister uh-huh uh she was way into it. Yeah. Drew said he was. So it's like, it seems like a little after it's us. A, it's after us. Like um, my kids came at the end of like, they were into R.L. Stein. Because like Goosebumps was a show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so this is his other major series. Right. Um, but I read an interview with him. I kind of love R.L. Stein. I watched his master class. Yeah. Even at never having read his books. And I loved his master class because he was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You want to be brilliant? That's great. Let's sell some books. And I was like, okay, <laughs> shit. Okay, yeah. But I read an interview with him recently. He loved the trilogy. He oh, said, good. obviously, it's uh, not his, you know, right. a direct adaptation, but he thought it captured the spirit of the books and he loved it. it and it does. I mean, R.L. Stein. Okay, so like in my day, it was like Nancy Drew. Sure. You know, the yeah. Nancy Drew books, and that's what R.L. Stein was. And it it somehow captures all of that kind yeah. of like kid detectives. Kid detectives, or, you yeah. Know, kids on their own figuring stuff out. Yeah. And um, at the, and which is the thing I love. Me too. And, and it felt like a great, which I always go back to, it felt like a great sleepover movie. Mm-hmm. Like if I were a kid again, I would love to watch this. But... At the same time, does not skimp on gore. Right. I mean, like, it is very... It's 70, very 78, there are a couple kills in, in 78. That it's that too, it's like, it's, it's a, I mean, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. And Purposefully, but it's too much. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And But I didn't look away. No. Like, I'm sitting here going, it's too much. And at the same time, I was like... I watched it. I watched I it. I actually watched, every, I watched 94 and 78 twice. I right. mean, I've only seen 1666 once. 
Um, but yeah, so Fear Street. And on a side note, I, I just thought, and may, I mean, every to me, Netflix must sit around because like they do something and then eventually the other streaming companies catch up, right? Yeah. Like Amazon, Hulu, mm-hmm. Disney, whatever. And Netflix then is like, nah, fuck y'all. Yeah. And I saw almost, it was only like days after this dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, their stars is producing a prequel series to the John Wick movies, right? Uh-huh. Called uh, The Continental, which I'm very excited about. I'm excited about it. It was supposed to be a six to eight episode series. It is now three 90 minute films. Oh my God. That will be released one after the other. Right. And I was like, Netflix, man, they, it's like they changed the game again. Again. Because it's, like I said, it became a thing in our house. Yeah. Like it's Friday night. We're watching it. Um, yeah. And it's this full fucking movie trilogy that they shot. And then we're like, here, fuckers. Here's right. three full horror movies. Right. Loved it. It's so great. I, the thing, I want to just talk a little bit about the 1666. Um, what they do is, like how they cast it. It They just don't... Uh, like race or none of that really matters no. in the casting. Um, it's a very diverse cast. Yes. From the very from beginning. From the very beginning. And so they don't rewind to 1666 and then suddenly no. whitewash history. Right. Like everybody is present. Yeah. And then they also connect it to 94 very right. cleverly. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I mean, I don't want to give, I actually don't want to give some things away, but the way 1666 ties back to the first one is like, it's mind boggling. Mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I thought that was really good. I loved it. And, and I, you know, I think whatever, if I had to pick one, 78 is probably my favorite as a standalone. I think so too. Um, because it doesn't have, uh, the amount of work to do that the other two do the right. bookends right yeah. it just kind of gets to be and it's really gory an awesome gory summer camp movie yeah and it just captures the 70 the feel of the 78 yeah really and, really really well and because it's netflix and they have all the money in the world um the soundtracks are incredible yeah, yeah. the 90s one I mean, the 70s is great it's like zeppelin and bowie and all the things you would think it would be but the 90s one man like they fucking drop the Pixies mm-hmm. and like, oh man, so many just like little yeah. clips of stuff. Also the way they <laughs> introduce the like burgeoning internet. Yes. You know, like the younger brother is the only one who's the only, on, yeah. he's the only one online yeah. at all, um, which is great. I thought, mm-hmm. um, yeah, loved it. Fucking loved it. Great. I, you know, and since I've seen that, I mean, I've seen some other things, but there hasn't been anything since I've watched since Fear Street to make me go like, ah, oh, that yeah. was really, really, really great. Watching old classics. Yeah, I mean, you went back, you watched The Thing, right? Yes. So the other day, I just got up in the morning and, you know, you feel it. Something, I feel something different in the air. Like, it's not summer anymore to me. It's It feels different. Right. Even if it's 90 whatever yeah, degrees. It just, yeah, there's something that feels different to me in August and it's time for me to move over to the dark side. Yeah. And so I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, nah, I want to watch the thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I I don't know what it was, but I just put it on and I had to stop everything that I was doing and just watch it because 
it's so perfect. Like it, it, it just continues to be perfect. And yeah, I mean, people are going to say that some of the effects don't hold up. I don't even care about that. I'm talking about storytelling wise. Yeah. It's so perfect that every time I think I texted you every time I get to that ending, mm-hmm. like I just, there's something inside of me as like the person who loves film and wants to be a filmmaker that goes, this is just so perfect. It makes me want to cry. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, and like, I, <laughs> the, the idea of watching the thing now having been through some version of quote quarantine, he is so John Carpenter. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, the way he captures the distrust mm-hmm. People's willingness to lie at the expense of other people's safety or yeah. lives in the case of the thing, right, um, is so spot on. Spot on. And so to me, it's like the movie takes on even an, an even different level yeah. now. Like it's maybe that's why it hit me different. Why it hit so different this time. Maybe that's why, Michael. I mean, I th- I, I felt like. You know, when he comes back from the shack after everybody thinks that Mac is the thing Mm -hmm. and just like the fear and kind of just paranoia in all of their faces and the fact that, I mean, he's my favorite, but the fact that he just like turns around and shoots the other guy. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Holy shit. shit. Yeah. And then you have people pretending they haven't, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's so good. It's just, it's. Yeah, and you're trapped in one location. I mean, obviously right. it's Antarctica in the movie, but like but still, this idea that you're trapped inside, you can't yeah, go out. Yeah, and, and someone is, yeah. I mean, that that's why I posted. I was like, well, if you if you can't understand why you need to wear a freaking mask. Yeah, go watch the fucking watch thing, man. Watch the thing and you will understand because you just don't know who is the thing. Right, yeah. And you could fucking die. Yeah, man. It's, it, it's perfect. Um, and it's, and... Look, what are what? It's August. I mean, we're a year and a half or whatever later now, and this is still—it's still happening. It's still an argument. We're you know? almost back to where we were. Exactly. I mean, and you and I are both about to start teaching again, and I don't know what the situation is where you are, but like, it's already, um, like, f- where I teach. You know, they just put out put out a mask mandate, and it's already like people are up in arms. You know. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, yeah. Uh, they put a mask mandate on, on DISD too. And I'm sure there are people who are, you know, the thing that gets to me about all of this is sometimes the schools that are like, well, you know, we can't, we can't impose, you know, a, a, a mask mandate. We can't make people like, what do you mean? You can't like impose a dress code. You do it's it all you girls. do. It's all you do. Yeah. I mean, how for, for generations, girls have been told how what how long what shorts or skirts can wear. be, what shirts can, yeah. Um, you can tell kids they have to wear a mask. Yeah, you tell kids what to wear all the time. Right. I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I mean, I know the school you teach at is more liberal than most, but I'm pretty sure they can't walk through wearing a t-shirt that says something like, fuck God. No. Like, you can't get away with that shit. No, they, um, and they get away with a lot. Right. But they could not get away with right. that. Right, and like... Again, that's a much more liberal school than mo- it's an art right. school, right? Yeah. Um. So it's like, yeah, all you do is tell kids how they can dress, and but this is where you draw the yeah. line. Um, uh, we're a mass people. So, uh, okay. So we have a couple things we wanted to hit on today. 
Yeah. So I know you want to talk about, and let's, I guess this is a good jumping off place because sure. you've seen the thing so many times. Because we both went back and watched stuff we've watched a bunch. Uh-huh. Um, like I rewatched Veronica for like the 97th time the other Man, night. It's, it's a pretty, good movie. I think it might be my favorite horror movie in like 20 years. It's on, really honestly. great. I'm going to go back and watch that. It, it really might be. Um, it's so good. And I think, you know, that's said as someone who has to read it. Right. Like that to me is how good that film is. And how well acted it is that mm-hmm. I those fucking little kids those little kids that I technically don't know what they're saying uh-huh. except for the few Spanish words I know, and it's so good that it gets through any issue of obviously whoever wrote the subtitles is very mm-hmm. talented, but like that's a detachment, right? Right, and it's still so effective. Yeah, visually, it's effective, and and emotionally the way they act, and yeah, um. But you went back and watched the thing. And so you brought up this question in stuff that we've all seen a a bunch of times. Who do you identify with (laughs) when you watch particular horror movies? Uh, Do you automatically identify with the like quote unquote hero? Do you identify with, you know, or the final girl or whatever? Or so like in the thing, do you instantly identify with Mac? Uh, You know, when I first see something that is exciting, right? Something like The Thing or whatever, of course, like, of course. And that's the way the film's set up. Right? Yeah, yeah. The film is set up for, for Mac is our hero. Right. Um, and he's fucking Kurt and, Russell, dude. Yeah, Come on. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then, so you want to be Mac. I'm always like, sure, I'm RJ of McCready, course, right? Yeah. And I, but then I, you know, the more you watch something and where you are in your life, yeah. you go, Oh no, right now I am that guy. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the other guy that, you know, is like, oh, I'm not. Who is it? Was Norris when they say I can't see anybody, they're trying to figure out who should be in charge because everybody's freaking, freaking out. out. And the captain is freaking out. And they're like, You better give up your gun. We don't trust you with a gun right now. And they're like, Here, give it to Norris. And Norris is like real mild mannered. I can't see anybody objecting to you. And Norris is like yeah, I'm not up to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not up to it, guys. And then he eventually get is a thing, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm, yeah, man. I'm that guy where totally. I have to go. I want to be the badass that goes up in the helicopter in the blizzard sure. and solves the mystery. But, but maybe I'm not that guy. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm, you know, the guy in roller skates in the kitchen. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Or I'm Wilford Brimley who's just had a fight. He's I just had enough, man. I won't hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling better. Feel Every good. time we see that, Dante cracks up because it's just so kind of like, I want to come back in. Yeah. Just fucking I'm, it. I'm better in. now. I'm yeah. better now, Mac. I won't hurt anybody. Brimley born at the age of 50. Oh my God. The man was 50 when he was born. Yeah. It's and unreal. I And I also want to like this last time I was like, I'm definitely um child who is um Keith David. Keith David. Yeah. yeah. Who is a God. Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. Because he is, he's the opposite of Mac. I mean, yeah. they're the same, like the same, what is it? Two, Two sides, sides of, the of same one coin. coin. Yeah. Except that, Childs is a little bit more hot-headed. Right. Um, but they're the same hero. Yeah. And I also love that Carpenter does that. I noticed that this time around more than ever before, is that it's the one movie where the two black men make it to the end yeah. of the film. Like, well, one of them eventually dies, but but... The black guys are not the first ones to die. Which was like an ongoing thing in horror for in, a long in horror time. Movies. And... 
I mean, it's so Vietnam. Yeah. So Vietnam. I mean, and that's the, the, the end of the end of that movie. Uh, I mean, there's no, that's the thing, right? And yeah. it is Vietnam. Like it, there's no way out. This doesn't end. Yeah. There's this, there's no good ending to Let's this. Let's just wait and see what happens. Um, And like, it's odd and I don't want to start a whole thing, but like when I do watch the thing uh, and even, even like Halloween to an extent and some of the older stuff that we grew up on, it's um, as much as uh, I love to mock uh, that entire gen and not just us. I mean, they're just the, they're the butt of everything. Right. right? And like, rightfully so they fucking destroyed the earth. We right. all know that. Um, but I do think it's hilarious when people our age and younger are like they had it all they so fucking easy and blah 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 i'm like man my parents know a bunch of people who got fucking killed in right. a war i don't know anyone who got killed right. in a war exactly i mean my great uncle died in korea but i didn't meet him obviously right. um my parents i'm sure not only your parents some of your siblings who yeah. are are say, older than you right yeah. like they all know just like multiple friends who fucking died in a war right i mean i have uncles whose lives were never ever 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 the same after the war and i'm right. talking like you know mental yeah illness that, that no one really gave a shit that about no one gave a shit about to this day they don't give a shit yeah about. Define so, them for the rest of their lives. Again, I don't want to go a whole pro-boomer thing, although they did make all of my favorite movies. They did. Um, and most of my favorite music. But uh, yeah, that is, I think, that movie. And, and the reason it's, it's, I know I've talked about this documentary a lot, um, you know, The American Nightmare, which is Craven, Carpenter, mm -hmm. Cronenberg, how they all sees, uh, Romero, um, dudes like that. Yeah. Savini. Mm -hmm. Uh all, it's almost all the, it's almost the only thing they talk about right is vietnam right and savini was there mm -hmm. the others were not uh depending on what their ages were or whatever reasons right but it's almost the defining it is the defining moment for them as of as artists it is. of course um, it is. and so you do have especially with carpenter if you talk about like his apocalypse trilogy or whatever, this is a guy who's like, no, there is no way out. Right. There's no, even as badass as Mac or Childs is. Mm -hmm. So. Well, and also. <laughs> doesn't matter. As badass as Laurie is or learns to be. Yeah. He keeps coming back. He keeps back. coming back. Everything she does mm -hmm. with the help of Loomis, even if you ignore the sequels, the final moment of Halloween, even if John carpenter was like i'm never gonna make because i don't know that he wanted to make another one right uh even if he was like i'm never gonna make another horror movie another halloween this is its own movie uh which it could be mm -hmm. the final moment is michael's gone He's you didn't gone. do shit right you just shot him fucking six times or whatever you stabbed him with a fucking coat hanger mm -hmm. you did all of these things he fell off a balcony. Right. And he got up and left and you have no idea where he is. Right. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> like That's the, that's the, so who do you identify with in Halloween? In Halloween, this is, this is, but this is what you, exactly sort of what you brought up because right. I saw Halloween um, when I was young, right? Mm -hmm. When I was quite young, not obviously when it, came out I was fucking three years old so when I was little I actually identified with Loomis uh -huh. um, probably Tommy Doyle but I would never say that out loud right. right because as a boy 
when we were growing up, of course I identified with the male protagonist. Like, right. you know, it's Laurie's movie, but Loomis yeah. is a huge part. And then when I got older, I was like, well, Laurie is like a kid who does well in school and likes to read books and <laughs> That's you. maybe can't get a date all the time. Yeah, so I obviously was Laurie. And then when I got a little older and a little cooler, I was like, I'm fucking PJ Souls, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, let's crack open a beer. After sex. And have a good night. Yeah, you know? let's, a, let's um, sleep in someone else's master bedroom yeah, tonight. But I do think, uh, I, it's funny, that I think Halloween is, is and I think, um, I think, yeah, Halloween is an interesting one for me because I, and again, I, I, I don't know if it's society's fault or just what I was like as a kid, but it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to be Dr. Loomis. Right. I don't want to be Lori. Right. I think I, I think I immediately, for Halloween, I immediately related to Lori. Sure. I mean, because I was a teenage girl. Right. And you should. At the time. And, and it's her fucking movie. It's her movie. And you, and everybody wants to. And it's like, yeah, I'm Lori. I'm you know, a, kind of a weirdo girl who's also right. kind of lonely. And does well in school. And does well in school <laughs> and is lonely. Yeah. Because there also, there's also no one at her house if you, if you don't. No, which is, I think, brilliant as well. Right. Never, you don't hang out with Lori's parents. No. Uh, and then as I got older, I was like, oh, maybe... Maybe I am PJ Soul. <laughs> sure, right? Why <laughs> I do. not? Why not? If we're going to go out, let's go out with a bang. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And so you brought, so I, I do, I think it's. I brought, I, I think I brought it up because I had watched The Exorcist. Exorcist yeah, right? so I think this is a great one. Um, again, and I don't think this can be done. I think, uh, I think it says something about the film where you're able to do that. To do that, yeah. Where you can say, at this age I related to, at this age, or like you said with The Thing now, it's like on Monday I felt like Mac, and then by the end of Monday I was like, fuck all this. <laughs> I'm not equipped, <laughs> yeah. sorry. So for The Exorcist, who who do you, or who did you or do you now oh, relate to? You know, it's... It's such a, that's another one that to me is such a perfect movie. Absolutely. Every time I see it, it just kind of like goes, and not that it was, I didn't hold it in high regard before, but it was, it's never been one of my favorite horror movies, but every time I watch it, I think it has become one of my absolute top, you know, whatever, but because it's so perfect. Yeah. And it might be, it might be the best dude it could be and I, it's not my favorite but it might be the best it might be <laughs> like it's 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 up there with the shining yeah you know and uh i watched it and we got to the end of it and this time around i was really sad like i was really 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 sad and you and i still get scared with the exorcist sure like, it still terrifies me and usually i will finish it and be like oh scary or you know that was crazy or whatever and this time it just made me sad because definitely in my life right now i absolutely identify with uh father damien yeah me too yeah and that wasn't always the case right i mean sometimes i was ellen burston you right, know or sure. whatever um or the detective right which i love um but this time for real yeah. Like he is just, just fuck it all. Yeah. I mean, he has, to me, th- this is the, oh man, the movie's so good. And this is like, it's one of the like legitimately frightening movies that Aspen will watch. Mm-hmm. Like she loves it. And I think that actually says something. I think it. 
because it she transcends. Because she doesn't get like the Catholic stuff, right? No, she thinks it's so stupid. But it transcends. She thinks that. the Conjuring, even the good one, is like the stupidest movie <laughs> because she's because all the Catholics. She's shit. like again, which yeah. is something we talked about. She's like, but why does that demon care about Jesus? What time it like, is? Yeah, yeah. was it like anyway? So she, but I think The Exorcist just transcends horror, man. I, I like he has completely lost his faith. The thing he gave his life to say what you will about the priesthood, you know, for all its fucking problems. It's not an easy thing to do, right? No. He's a brilliant psychologist, right? He could in the real world be rich. And because he chose this thing, he can't take care of his fucking dying mother. Right. Who dies alone, alone in a horrible, horrible place. Right. Um, and he has lost his faith as a priest. He's lost his faith in God. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think Father Damien. And is, then, and then I don't like, I don't know if you call it redemption. I don't think it's redemption, but you know, because when Father Marin comes along and he's like, go get this, go get that. And Father Damien's like, let me explain to you the psychological back. And Father Marin's like, none of that matters. Right. This is a demon. This is a demon. I don't care about that. Go get this stuff. Yeah. And Father Damien clearly doesn't believe him, but like, you know, the further they go on with the exorcism, like the more kind of proof he sees and whether you want to call it proof of like there's a demon or he's just in a stressful situation where he's like thinking things are coming to him. He thinks he's seeing things. Right. He thinks he's listening to things. And... um ends up making like the ultimate sacrifice yeah. for for this little girl, for this thing that he doesn't even really kind of believe in anymore. Right. And and oddly though, his last act as he's dying is to accept his last rites. Right. Which again, if you're not Catholic, maybe that doesn't mean anything. But for a man who's completely devoid of faith in his final moment to go. And, and the way it's shot that all he can do, do is, is squeeze his, his, his hand. hand. It's uh, so, it's really beautiful and, and, and sad because yeah. yeah, it's like, there was a time in my life where I was like, there's nothing I don't believe. And it's like, I still don't believe in God. Like I'm going to say it here, but I don't believe right. in God. But I also don't know if like weird shit happens sometimes, man. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't have all the answers. And, and part of me is like, he makes the ultimate sacrifice. I think obviously the main reason it's a child, right? Uh -huh. It's a child. Yeah. Um, and what the fuck does he have to live for anyway? Right. And I do think that's a part of that movie. I think that's a part of that too, because it's not necessarily that he's like, oh, I'm making the, I'm right. making the ultimate sacrifice and I'm going to redeem my soul and I'm no. going to go back into heaven and have faith again. It's the opposite. Yeah. It's, I don't have, I don't have anything to live for. This is a innocent child. I mean, he's a he's still a good human being. Right. Um, it's it's such a good it's such a good movie it's such a good movie, um, gosh that's deep. So yeah, and I think that's why I think that's why it's uh, I mean how old is it now? It's my age, right? I think yeah. it's older than I am. I think Exorcist might predate me by a couple of years, uh, and it's still every year is like of course I'm watching the Exorcist. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorites is I just want to bring this up, <laughs> and then we can talk. When I watched The Omen, uh -huh. which was our first episode, 
I identified with Damien. I know. <laughs> you said I will always remember that. Yeah. And uh, that was, that is still hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, like, you know, looking for the, looking, trying to see in my own hair. I was so, and I've told this story, I was so young, way too young to, to watch that movie. And that's my, that's on my mom, Lorraine. y'all. That's on Lorraine. What Federico. were you thinking, Lorraine? Just trying to teach me a good Catholic yep. moral story. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was a span in my life where I thought I was the Antichrist and honestly, deep down wanted to be. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? As a I mean, little, if you have powers. Yeah. As a little kid, why wouldn't you want some fucking magical powers, right? <laughs> um <clears throat> Telling me I will get magical power yeah. is the surest way to get me to be the Antichrist. Yes, exactly. Also, I get scared. Who wants to go to church on Sunday, man, when you're yeah. fucking five years old? No one. No one. Nobody. Now I probably, I don't even know. I still might just relate to Damien. Or you know what? No, that's not true. The photographer. like That's my, <laughs> that's my boy now. Because he's like, fuck it. Some shit's going on. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, like he's doesn't quite know, but he's like something's weird. And right. I, I really like that guy. Right. I don't know. Like the omen. Let me see. I, I guess I would I, I guess I would relate to. Um, no, it would have to be the Gregory Peck character as as growing up. Right. I right. mean, that shit's I mean, scare, I mean, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, but getting older. Now I'm now I'm the nanny. Yeah, man. I'm the first nanny, not the second not, nanny. Not the I'm the, the nanny that goes, it's, it's all, all for you, you Damien. Because it seems to me like I do that daily, and Damien is the theater. Yeah. The theater is theater the Antichrist. Theater is the Antichrist. Theater is the Antichrist, and I am the first nanny that Well, that is our episode title. Herself. Theater is the Antichrist is our episode. I throw myself off the roof. And for what, Christy? <laughs> he just turns around and looks at the dog. Um, oh, my God. That's all theater fucking does. It just looks at the fucking dog. Looks at the fucking dog. Wearing its little fucking suit. Right? Even though you are working so hard and you open your veins and you gnash your teeth, theater wants to look at the little, little fucking, fucking dog. dog. Um, and dress up real nice for its birthday. <laughs> Uh, okay, so can I use The Exorcist as a segue Please into do. another topic that we have, because we haven't met but uh, to do this, but like obviously we still talk a lot, right. we text a lot, and we see each other, usually at swimming pools at this point. Yes. We, okay, there are a couple of remakes coming out um, that a couple that were like cool, and then a couple that anger us in a way that is, is, I don't know, is it's real. Like, yeah. Is, so which ones did we think were cool? So you I mean, we don't me. even have to agree, but like, so I'm actually excited about the Candyman remake. Oh no. I think that one looks really good. Yeah. And so, yeah. and you know, I love the original Candyman. Right. It's, it's one of my favorite horror movies, but I am very excited about this Candyman remake uh -huh. on the flip side. They are making an exorcist television show. Um, an ice. I know what you did last summer television show. Um, there's one other one uh, and it's, it's like angers me. Yeah. Like, so why do you think some of these piss us off and some were like, cool, let's go see Candyman. Well, I think because even though you and I know that Candyman is an excellent, not just movie, like it's, it's a story, it's a film. It's like, it's excellent. Yeah. And we know that that's a cult 
cult following. Like to horror fans, you go Candyman, and Everybody horror fans it. go, oh my God, right. great movie. But out in the world, I don't think Candyman is one of those that people go like, name me a late 80s, early 90s horror sure. movie. Candyman, like people won't, right. it's not one of those. And so to see a title, I think getting attention that it deserves and maybe... Because if you look at Candyman from way in the time, you and I talk about this all the time. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, lady, don't go into a place where you like. Don't what, go. What they the told fuck? you not to fucking right. go there. And I'm interested to see how they're going to flip that. Yes. And you right? have a. Be- it is a movie like this. Your protagonist is like has white savior syndrome. Right. And right? so and I think this is going to be a very different take. This is right. a black director. It's a woman director. It, it is, I think, a sequel slash reboot. Right. I think it's, I'm really excited I'm to excited see. I'm excited to see who, because of who is telling the story now. Right. I'm excited to see what Candyman is going to be in 2021. Me too. Okay, so I just remembered. It's Exorcist. I still, I know what you did last summer. And fucking Alien. Oh, that's right. They're making a TV show out of fucking Alien. And I just watched, it, it was one of my morning movies. It was one of those. Like, it is oh, a perfect film. It is perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. I don't know why. Why? Uh, oh, so the Alien remake is going to be like, we're going to spend a little bit more time with the 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 aliens waking up. Right. Like, we're going to not reveal as soon. I'm like, well, the movie doesn't reveal it super the fast. The first one? No, yeah. fuck, no way. You don't even get it until the... Ve- you don't get the big mama until the end when yeah. she kind of like crawls out from the whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I just don't, I I don't understand. I don't either, and it's not, I mean, and look, I and mean. The, these are going to be like limited. Series. Limited series. So like the, the Exorcist one, Ellen Burstyn's coming back. She is coming back. And I'm like, why are you coming back, Ellen Burstyn? <sighs> I, I don't know. And and part of it is like, Ellen Burstyn might just be like, oh, it'd be fun to do something. Right. And, and, and Or paycheck. Or paycheck, sure. Because, I mean, she's Ellen Burstyn. she do whatever she wants. But I, I'm just like, but but Why? Like, it's a perfect movie, and, like, Alien, <coughs> excuse me, like you said, it's a perfect movie, and actually, Aliens is perfect in its own yeah. genre, in the, like, action sci-fi genre. Also, you know, Ridley Scott came back and made these movies without Ripley. Fuck you. Fuck you. Right. It's Ripley's story. Fuck you. Right. Like, I don't... I don't, I don't want to know anybody I, else's story. I don't story. care. I don't fucking care. It's Ripley's story. She is... And whatever, I know, prone to hyperbole. I don't even think this is hyperbole. I believe Ripley is one of the most important characters in the history of American film. I agree with you. So fucking leave it alone. Right. And make something new and and make it try to make a character as badass as Ripley. Sure. I mean, like, I'm not saying don't go make your own alien sci-fi drama. No, I it's mean, not like that was the first no. movie about an so, alien. I just watched a, a limited series. I think it was on Netflix. Oh my God. And it's French and I'm not going to remember the name of it. It's clearly, it's clearly a modern day, the thing. Okay. Right? It even great. takes place in Antarctica. Like it's, it's really great. It's clearly taken inspiration from that and, and, and paid homage to the thing in a really great way. They're not calling it the thing. Right. It's like its own thing. It's its own, it's its own thing. It's its own thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I, I just, what? I don't get like, it, man. I, I don't, I don't understand. I, I, it, and it, I think we get angry because those movies are perfect. Yeah. And there's Why no, are you fucking with there it? is no reason. There's no reason to tell that story again. again. 
Right. And you and there's also no reason for a, a contemporary, a young audience, whatever, right. kids who are teenagers or in their 20s now, you can still go back and watch those movies and they're still really awesome. Right. Like, okay. And this is, I'm all over the place. We haven't seen each other in a long time. You were born in what, 69? Mm-hmm. And I was born in 75. Uh-huh. Would you ever come to me and be like, hey, Mike, you know what we should do? Let's remake Rear Window. No. Never. No. Because we would fail. Yes. And, and like, why? I know they remade it and that was for Christopher Reeve and that's its own thing and I don't want to get into that. But like, it's a perfect movie. It is made well before either of us was born. Uh-huh. It is paced differently than movies we are used to seeing when right. we grew up. All right. of that shit. It is still fucking perfect. perfect. People don't... I never saw people dress like that. No. I mean, like, <laughs> I've never met anyone like Grace Kelly. <laughs> Few of us have. Let's just give her that. You, got, you know when the Prince of Monaco is like, well, fuck this. I'm marrying that lady. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but again, like... Why it does just because it just because it's old doesn't mean it has to be remade. I right. don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. And I mean I don't want to be a fuddy duddy. I don't want to be like I asked you, I was like, are we reactionary? Are we I, old? Like I there are some things, like I said, to hear a different voice tell that particular yes, story, th- that will be interesting. Yes, and the original Candyman, while, you know, is written by Clive Barker, the story, and it is, while the black community is a huge part of that film, it's not told from the, that no, perspective. No, no, and, and it's really... It is about a white, like a woman it, who thinks she's a white savior. Yeah, right? she's going to come in and save yeah, the, the projects fucking, with her dissertation or fucking, whatever. Yeah, dude, Fuck her, you. Her master's baby. Right. And Fuck it's like, off. you're like one white lady and... Get out of here, Virginia Get out of here. Like this, what, what's happening at this project is not about you, no, bitch. No, they told you not to come. Right. Go away. And so to see that story told through another perspective is going to be yeah yeah i'm i'm really interested to see it um but i don't need to see alien without ripley Ripley. i don't need to see even i don't and as much as talented and brilliant as she is i don't need to see ellen burston play that role again yeah dude linda blair kisses the priest on the neck because she sees the cross and she thinks of Father Damien, even right. though she has no idea what happened. Right. That is the end That's the of end the of story. It. That's the end of the story. Unless you watch The Heretic. Oh, God. <laughs> so I decided, fuck it. I've never seen Exorcist to The Heretic because I know in my mind and in my soul that it's terrible. Match my I, tone. I, I'd heard it. I'd heard it. But the other night, John and I were like, oh, let's watch it. It's got Richard Burton. Sure. And it's John got, Borman like, directed. It's John Borman. This is going to be John Borman of Excalibur fame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were like, it's going to be a good ride. Uh-huh. So let's take a gummy. Yeah. And let's like let's roll, with let's roll with it. And uh, it was so boring. It is indescribably boring. In, Louise Fletcher is the worst actress ever. In the world. It's so, it's shocking. It's not even like, it's not even that it's poorly performed, that it's badly performed. I won't even say poorly. It's badly performed. It's that stupid 
Match my tone. Match my tone. Match my tone. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking For about? For like 20 minutes. Dude. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> some writer got paid to say deeper, like to write deeper 20 times yeah. in one And probably scene. got paid quite well. A lot. Yeah. But like, I mean, it was just so fucking dumb. You, How do you go from The Exorcist? Yeah. William Friedkin. Uh-huh. To... Exorcist 2, The Heretic, Richard Burton swollen with alcohol and just yeah. trying to get through his scenes. Yeah. And Louise oh, Fletcher God. like dead behind the eyes. Jesus. And then Linda Blair just tarted up. Yeah. I'm like. I feel, I actually feel, I mean, like I'm glad she got money. I feel bad for Linda Blair in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, And I, there's part of me, and I have no proof of this. I'm sure I could look it up and I just didn't. I wonder if they make Exorcist 3 if heretic didn't exist. So isn't there like the, okay, so there are book. Yes. Yeah. There's exorcist Two, the heretic. the heretic. And then, and then there's exorcist ex- three, three, which is Legion Legion. Yeah. But isn't there another one? There's another one that is not, is not Legion is not. There's heretic, a prequel and it's called, I can't even remember beginning or something. Yeah. Oh. But I always wondered if, like if Friedkin and company, William Peter Blatty, right? Uh-huh. Who wrote the book. Right. Exorcist is finished. It's obviously a goddamn masterpiece. They're like, yeah. great, we did it. And then they see Heretic and they're like, oh, fuck, fuck no. Fuck no, we've got to go back. <laughs> we've got to <laughs> correct this shit. Yeah, yeah that might be it. <laughs> like, you know, I have, uh, again, no proof, but like that Exorcist 3 seems like it. a reaction yeah. to like, oh, you did not. Yeah. So in the in Exorcist the Heretic, I think I related mostly to Louise Fletcher watching the movie because she's dead behind the eyes. And so I felt I felt dead behind the eyes. I was just like, match my tone. Match my tone. What uh, what even is I that? Like what's some bullshit made up yeah. pseudoscience? It's like it, I'm gonna turn on my lamp. Help me reach your tone. Yeah. It's like someone like when hypnosis got big, decide I don't right, and know. then like it's Father so Lambert, who's Richard Burton, right. like suddenly he's only been in the room for two seconds, and he's like, "I know how to find her," and he puts on the thing, and he's like, "Match my tone, right? And match <laughs> my tone." And it's like, "Fuck off, you!" Do. And everything's like a reflective sur- surface because it's John Borman, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. It was just weird as shit. Yeah, and it wasn't even fun. And not in a fun Mandy a, way. And, and James Earl Jones is in it. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. And that weird Bray Harryhausen cricket. Yes. Oh, it's so bad. It's so terrible. It's one of the worst sequels ever. Okay, so we liked Fear Street. Don't go see The Heretic. Right. Uh, Anything else you've watched? Don't go see The Heretic. (laughs) Is it in theaters? It's it's in theaters now. Um, I think I've watched Midsummer more than Midsummer, the, not Midsummer Murders, Midsummer. Uh, more than anything else throughout the past. The past. I don't know, since 21. So I've, cool. I've seen it a bunch of times. And every time I see it, I just love that movie yeah. more. And he's apparently working on his third, yeah. which I'm excited to see. Yeah, I can't wait. Also, I can't wait for the Robert Eggers one with Bjork. Oh, yeah, man. I can't wait for that one. Um, And so, yeah, I, I like I said, I went back and watched Veronica um which we have reviewed and mm-hmm. it's amazing uh if you're gonna watch it make sure you're watching the spanish one right um because there's another movie called veronica that's not that mm-hmm. um it, it's and i mean i i i keep thinking 
I was, it's not to sound, I was like, this, this kid's got to have a huge career. Like, where is this kid? And I was like, I know she's in Spain and sometimes maybe she's making Spanish movies, right? Which is fine. No, she's a model. Of course. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah. Of course course she is. She's like 20 years old and they're like, we need you to sell things. It's just like, just like Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we still need to watch that movie. Yeah. Yes. We got a new order. Um, Mike Flanagan's new show dropped a trailer, Midnight Mass, which I am very excited about because although I hate Dr. Sleep, everything else he's done, I, I love. Yeah. Um, and this is, <clears throat> this is, man, you want to talk about like getting obscure. In his first big movie, Hush, yeah. which is about a, a deaf, a hearing impaired writer. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Hearing impaired yeah, writer. Hush played by his wife, right. his real life wife. She's writing a book. Mm-hmm. Midnight Mass is based on the book that that character is writing. Love it. Yeah. And it brings back a couple people from, of course, from Bly Manor and mm-hmm. from Hill House and everything else because Flanagan. That's what he does. Which I. He's like the Woody ah, Allen. He's of, the Woody Allen, yeah. Of, of horror movies. But not a dick. But not a dick. <laughs> uh, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. I love that he has like. His company. A repertory company. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Uh, so yeah, excited about that. I am going to, uh, this maybe next week, try to see, um, a film called night house mm-hmm. that stars Rebecca Hall, who we both really like, yeah. um, of Godzilla versus Kong fame. But before that did, uh, some really cool English, uh, right. horror movies and her father is Adrian Hall. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because the last time we talked about Rebecca Hall, you mentioned, you said something like, her dad's like some director yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's and Adrian I, Hall. I was going to say, Adrian Hall? Yeah, it's Adrian Hall. <laughs> Update from the BBC News. Contrary to rumored conjecture, famed English actress, producer, writer, and director Rebecca Hall is not the daughter of Adrian Hall, but is in reality daughter of the legendary Sir Peter Reginald Frederick Hall CBE. Sir Peter Hall is lauded as the most important figure in British theatre for half a century, and the Royal National Theatre declares that Hall's influence on the artistic life of Britain in the 20th century was unparalleled. Many luminaries of British theatre have paid tribute to Sir Peter Hall. Nicholas Hitner said, without Sir Peter there would have been no Royal Shakespeare Company. Peter Brook said, Sir Peter was a man for all seasons. Elaine Page said, Sir Peter Hall had absolute authority and as a heavyweight of the theatre real presence. And Griff Rhys Jones said, Peter was an absolute smoothie. We now return you to Terror and Tacos on BBC Five already in progress. Okay. <laughs> We're like two degrees from Rebecca Hall. Yeah. Um, um, great. I don't know what I'm going to go and watch. I know. Gotta learn these lines, yo. Gotta learn all these lines, but I never let that stop me. So tomorrow I'll probably just like put some other horror movie, something that I'm comfortable with. Maybe I'll do Ginger Snaps. Nice. Great film. um, I love that movie. Um, So yeah, go out, Fear Street, go see it, all that stuff. We are rapidly approaching well, not rapidly because it takes us a month to record we are approaching our hundredth episode oh my god yeah so i don't know we we're gonna to have to come up with special. something big yeah we'll uh, think of something special for that yeah and we're gonna watch we do have to watch new order our friend uh brett told us to watch that and mm-hmm. we both really want to so we're gonna do that we're gonna do that and we will see you next time all right bye